Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to uh, another OV Udemy community chat. Oh and God. tonight we're going to be talking about learning and earning, about how you can uh, learn something new and teach that on Udemy. Before we um, get going, what we're going to do is we're going to just have a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, and if you're in the Q&A, you're going to see on the right-hand side that we've got a link for tonight's Hangout, and there's some resources there for anybody who's interested. So that's the SME Heroes link. Um, so what you can do there is follow me on YouTube. You can sign up to our Udemy Tips newsletter, join the OV community, and also sign up for the podcast because this will be sent as a podcast because some people prefer to just listen rather than watch the Hangout afterwards. So... Let me just check that the Q&A is switched on because I don't see any questions at the moment. And normally we have a few. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to take time to introduce ourselves, tell us a little bit about ourselves and what we're currently doing on Udemy. And I'm going to start from my left, which is Frauk. So Frauk, if you can just uh, introduce yourself. Uh, hello, yes, I'm Frauke. Um... I own Creative Cats, which is a um, independent IT consultancy for uh, small businesses. Um, I've only got one public course on Udemy at the moment, which is about ebook creation, but I deal with all sorts of IT and technical um, aspects, really. Okay, uh, Mark. All right, I'm uh, Mark Isaacson. I've got three courses that are published on Udemy now, and I've got a number of others that are in the works. I'm planning to be focusing on Udemy full-time, uh, October, November, and December, although I've got, I'm a web developer, a Drupal freelance guy. Um, so as much as I can shake free, I've notified clients that I'm planning to scale back in those months. So I'm going to see how many more I can crank out in uh, October, October, November, December with the idea of just seeing if I can continue rolling right on to 2016 being a full-time Udemy instructor. We'll see how that goes. Um, in previous lifetimes, I have been an AS400 RPG application program, and I've also been a high school math teacher. So I was interested in taking part in this chat because of the fact that I actually am a certified teacher, and uh, and I'm also the, the classes that I'm teaching on Udemy right now that are published are things that I actually have personal experience in. So I have got many opinions about this uh, topic, but I'll make sure that I don't just hog the entire space of time and give other people a chance to have their say too. Okay, excellent. Patrick. Just unmute yourself, Patrick. Hi, I'm Patrick. Um, 30 years old, 31 years old, uh, apparently. And I'm an IT architect. I've been in software for many years now. And um, since uh, this year, April, I've been on, on, uh, on Udemy. I have three courses there, all about WordPress and e-commerce. I have run several several e-commerce stores in the past and I'm running two now and I'm trying to teach more about e-commerce and I'm currently working on a few topics that um, I just read a book about, <laughs> a very simple topics there is a lot of demand for and I'm trying to uh, emulate that new found knowledge into a course. So that's why I'm joining here. Perfect for tonight, perfect for tonight. Scott, just a little bit about yourself and who you are. If I don't know you by now, I just they're never going to. Yeah. Recognize that, really. 
<clears throat> Thanks, Mark. Uh, hi, everybody. I'm Scott Patton, the Dean of Blogonomics and Pedology. I have uh, three podcasting courses up on Udemy right now. And when I got involved in Udemy, I got really excited and I made the huge mistake of telling my clients, I've been doing web design and internet marketing for 15 years, about Udemy and how it would help them. And the result is, is that I have co-authored or co-instructed um, another 15 courses and I have about 10 more that are in various stages of completion uh, for the next uh, couple weeks probably. And um, so I found this particular uh, topic of great interest and I'm curious to see what everybody has to say and I have my own thoughts on it, but uh, basically, uh, I'm one of the expert Udemy instructors who's, you know, there are a certain number of us who are uh, uh, volunteered, I think would be the best way to put it, into answering support questions on Udemy. So when you go to Udemy and you have a question and you go to support, the chances are I'm one of four or five or ten people that see the question and answer it before the company actually sees it. If it's something that we think they need to deal with, we send it on to them. So. Uh, I'm quite involved in the community that way. Excellent, excellent. And Sorin, if you just unmute your mic. Hey, can you hear me? Yep. Uh, hello, guys. I'm Sorin. Uh, I'm 26 years old right now, soon to be 10, 27. Uh, as a career, I am an online entrepreneur. I mean, I have more projects in the online arena. Uh, I had an e-commerce site here in Romania a couple of years ago. Uh, now I'm actually running a national affiliate marketing project, which works actually very well. I am pretty new on Udemy. I, I think probably I'm the newest here, I don't know, like two or three months. And uh, I started practically with a subject. It was more of a test for me in the beginning. I started, I started with a subject that uh, was of great interest for me at the moment. I was also involved in network marketing and I wanted to create a course on network marketing. And I saw that people had interest in that and I was thinking, okay, let's see how can I scale this for my online business too, to see if, uh, if I can get some, uh, some interest. And now I have like five courses, I think. Uh, very soon I want to release one on email marketing because it's uh, one of my main focuses to, to do email marketing. I mean, this is what I'm doing here in Romania at a local scale. And uh, actually, exactly as Scott stated, I, I also, I was thinking of, of a strategy and I've started already to do this, to be as a co-instructor, you know? With, uh, I, have a, I have a course with a friend from here, from Romania, who he is, practic he is practically a therapist, and I'm a co-instructor with him. That, that is practically the last course that I've, I've launched. I'm a co-instructor for his course on physical therapy, but I, I practically I edited the course, I produced it and stuff like that, but he's the guy with the knowledge, you know, in that course. But uh, it seems like a good strategy when you don't uh, know anything about a certain topic, maybe to co-produce something with somebody that is an expert in, in that matter. So I think it relates somehow with the yeah. subject that we are talking about today here. Yeah, absolutely. We did a good hangout on that recently on co-produce, and we had a really good hangout. It's been a very popular video on YouTube as well, so a lot of people are very interested in that. Um, yeah, I'm Mark Timberlake. Hopefully you all know me by now. I've got 20 paid courses on Udemy at the moment. I'm working on number 21, which I'm hoping to go live this week. And that's, uh, I'm really excited about this one because what I've done is I've spent 12 years building online businesses and I've just created a new course and it's 
how to build a Udemy business specifically. So that's coming out soon. We're going to look at you know how to structure uh, a Udemy business, how to do some uh, clusters, how to you know set the business goals and all that sort of thing and income targets and all that. So we're going to that's I'm excited about that. That's coming up. Um, Philomena can't join us tonight. She's got another project she's working on. She needs to have an early start, so she couldn't make it tonight. So I'm sort of on my own when it comes to Q&A and everything. I just want to give a quick shout out before we get going to everybody who's uh, in the side so far. Uh, Teresa Trim, it's nice to have you here, Teresa. I know Teresa took a couple of my courses recently, so it's nice to have her. And Robin has joined us as well. I'm sure other people will drop in to say hi when they get here. Now, so what I wanted to do was, um, you know, let's get on with it. What we're going to do as well, guys, if you're watching, is we're going to have an after blab show, after hangout blab. Does that make sense? So if you're not familiar with blab, there's a link in the Q&A. We're going to pop across after this. We're going to finish bang on time. We're going to go and have a blab and have a hot seat. We're going to have one seat where people can just jump in and out. And anyone who wants to sort of comment can jump in and out as well. We're going to try that. Uh, but this is a really focused section. That's going to be the uh, the other side. And everyone's just jumped in all of a sudden. So I don't know if the Q&A app is a little bit slow because I've got loads of people to say hi to now all of a sudden. So hi, Osman. Hi, Adolfo. Uh, hi, Paula. Good to have you there. So let's have a look at the topic so let me let me start off with um, the idea the idea of learn and earn is that you learn something specifically so that you can then go and teach it. I'm just bringing up my notes, which is here. I want to start it with uh, a little qualification. So. Learning and earning. This could be quite a contentious subject, so I just want the panel to sort of jump in on this. I want to start with that contentious part first and get that out of the way so we can look at the practical part. So if I decide tomorrow that I'm going to become you know, a brain surgeon and I'm going to teach a DIY brain surgery course on Udemy, is that a good idea? So let's just start. Um, anyone want to pick that up and... Uh... <laughs> Probably not. Probably not a good idea. <laughs> okay. Yes, it's it's funny because I was thinking about exactly that example um, just just before this this course, and uh, you know, obviously it's it's not a good idea. I think it's uh, kind of related to um, when when you teach something new as to how much of a risk you're exposing people to who want to learn it. So brain surgery, obviously high risk if your course gets it wrong uh, whereas you know if you've got something like um, you know how to build a lego tower yeah that's probably fine if you're a beginner yeah okay anyone else want to sort of add to that so patrick's nodding he thinks i should do a, a brain surgery course so thanks patrick Why not? you're my first customer <laughs> yeah i'm i'm very curious <laughs> sure are you going to so... work with actual brain <laughs> I don't know yet because I don't know anything about it. I'm going to do a bit of Googling and see what I can come. I hope you can see the point I'm making, guys. Mark, you wanted to say yeah. something? Yeah, so obviously Mark's picked an example that's an extreme example. And like Frau was saying, 
that uh, it was something as serious as brain surgery, obviously. And besides, like, you're not going to be doing brain surgery on yourself. So the do-it-yourself brain surgeon, I don't think you really mean you're doing it on yourself as much as you'd be doing brain surgery on other people. But So obviously Mark picked an extreme example of something, like where there's serious consequences or there's a lot of training um, that's required. And so I don't think anybody would have any question about whether you're allowed to do that or not. But if you pick something that's less extreme, like, oh, I don't know, uh, Amazon um, fulfillment by Amazon, for instance, you know, something like that. Like nobody's going to be killed or anything. Like if you do it wrong, but somebody could come and say, "Oh wow, like there's these these. This is a really popular topic on Udemy, fulfillment by Amazon. People seem to make a lot of money on these courses. Hey, I don't even have an Amazon account yet, but whatever. I'll make an Amazon account and I'll start teaching a course about fulfillment by Amazon. Obviously, nobody's going to die if that happens." But then there's still the question about whether you should be doing there or not. And I just want to pop over. Um, I'm not going to actually share the screen here, but if you go to the uh, Udemy's teach.udemy.com um, dot site, um, they do say about like, oh, here's how many instructors, how many students, how many countries, the average earnings, and this says zero teaching experience required. So, um, so there is something already that uh, that even Udemy themselves kind of plant the idea in people, and certainly you can find plenty of people who've got their Udemy courses on how to make Udemy courses that say, you don't need to be an expert before you do this. You just need to know a little bit more than your students. And so, I think there's a couple things um, about this, and I think we'll start getting to some of it more maybe a little later when we start talking about the strategies. But um, you know, the thing that I think is uh, the most important to keep in mind here when you look at this, you know, setting aside the extreme example of brain surgery, like even if you look at something else, let's say like the fulfillment by Amazon, is that if you're going to try to teach something that you don't know, you still have the risk that you don't know what the best practices are and you don't know what the pitfalls of that are. And so um, it, uh, going back to what Frau said is that, you know, depending – some of the topics that might not be that big of a deal. You can kind of learn as you go. Other things, it, there could be like whatever, even if you look at like Twitter, building a network on Twitter, that if you give people wrong advice, I mean they can get banned. They could lose money. They can end up getting banned. And so even though Udemy says no experience required, you do need to think – have a, and you might not even – you might not even be aware of this. If you try to teach something that you don't know, you don't know what you don't know. And you may not realize that you're treading in territory that could have some negative side effects for the students of the course. So one thing for certain before uh, I, we move into some of the strategies of how to do it well is just to make sure that, A, you have to have integrity and ethics about this, and you shouldn't try to pass yourself off as somebody who does know this when, in fact, you're just learning it as you go. So you should be honest up front about the fact that I'm not an expert at this, I, but it's something that I'm interested in, mm -hmm. and come along and learn with me. So make sure that you uh, cover your bases that way. So I guess that's the A and the B is A, don't lie about it and pretend that you're an expert, and B, make sure to actually be explicit to let your potential students know that, hey, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to conduct this experiment here. Uh, come along and learn with me. So, Yeah, and I think, I think it's, uh, that's what I wanted to sort of touch on at the beginning. Right, from, right at the start was, you know, if you've got no knowledge whatsoever, you have to be really careful, you know, because I think well, some people, they'll do how to create a Udemy course, and what they've basically done is kind of took the Udemy, how to create a Udemy course, and then oh. basically duplicated pretty much most of that content or what a lot of that content is. And that's not what we're really talking about here. So when we're saying learn and earn, there's actually, there's part of the learning process 
that we have to actually take seriously. And I think learn and earn is different to copy and earn. I just want to see if Scott had any sort of thoughts on that, Scott. <laughs> well, there's a whole pile to this whole, I mean, there's lots of different things as, and some of the things that Mark was saying kind of got me thinking. And I guess you need to understand how Udemy works, right? And when I saw the no experience required or needed or whatever, I didn't mean, to me, it did not mean, oh, I can teach brain surgery, doesn't matter if I have no experience. What it meant was I don't have to have experience putting together a video course. I should have experience on the topic. Exactly. And I, exactly. when you, so, but I mean, I could totally see that I was wrong. I could be totally wrong and you can take it a totally different way. Uh, you know, so, uh, and I think, I think there's a couple issues when it comes to this learn and earn. And, and one, let's just deal with the spammers right off the hop, right? Those are the people that look and they say, wow, Udemy says this is a hot topic. I'm going to jump into this hot topic. I don't know anything about brain surgery. It doesn't matter. It's hot. I'm going to do a whole bunch of courses on it and put it out. And I think short term, it's a disruption. Long term, it's a terrible idea. Just like you know, sending spam email is a terrible idea. You know, like I just delete them all or, or they go into the spam filter or something happens to them. And I think what happens with Udemy is you, you we're going to see hundreds of courses in pretty much all the topics in the next 10 or 15 or 20 years. I think that's just the way it's going to happen. And um, what'll, then if you're one of the spammer type people and you don't answer your students' questions, you don't uh, add anything to the course, it just sort of sits there, it's just going to go to the bottom of the pile. And it'll, Udemy is not necessarily going to delete it because from their perspective, to be able to say we have 100,000 courses, that's a great PR thing right and yeah. and uh, credibility and all the rest of it so the person that gets into something that just says you know what this is a hot topic I'm gonna learn a little bit about it I'm gonna put a course up about it don't really care about it I think that's a really bad long-term strategy for anyone that's serious about uh, you know working on Udemy yeah because at the end of the day guys I don't get too caught on this but at the end of the day you're gonna get caught out because someone's gonna come along and say you're teaching nonsense and it's gonna start showing in your review so you're not gonna get away with it you might make a couple of sales at the beginning but think so I want to flip to the positive I just wanted to put that in there and I think this will actually qualify what we're talking about here and I've got a note on my resource page so if you go to the SME Heroes link you'll see the resource page and I've got some top tips on there which I've just put together which we can sort of talk about for big good subjects of discussion and the hangouts and everything will go on this page and the post lab and everything will go on this page when we're finished. Um, just, just a second. Yes, sorry. sorry. Uh, yes. Uh, related to this, I've, uh, I recently read an article, I don't remember exactly on what website, I think it was on entrepreneur.com or something like that. It was related to a top Udemy instructor, a guy that was doing courses uh, about uh, iOS programming and developing and stuff like that. And he actually, he uploaded the first course on Udemy on iOS 8, I think. That happened like about a year ago, or I don't remember exactly. And practically he did the course while he was learning to program himself. I don't know the name of the guy, I don't actually remember, but I know he hit like the first month, he made like 60,000, but anyway, the idea, the idea was that he actually recorded the course while he was learning to program with iOS 8, you know? Absolutely, so, and, I wanted, and I wanted to come to that and use that example because I think what, what, what we have to catch there is something really important. Is And this is the first thing I wanted to talk about is 
teach something you have familiarity with. He now, was that, experienced. He was very experienced in yeah. developing. So he, he's a programmer, and iOS, he probably already knew what I, how to program iOS 7. So iOS 8 comes out, and he's hopping on that. And that's how we've got to be thinking. Does that make sense? So because yeah. for me, I know absolutely nothing about programming. You know, my, my, my programming skills probably go to bolding in HTML. You know, that's about as much program. So for don't me, don't do that. You're supposed to use CSS. No inline styling. I don't. Yeah. Oh, you can. That's why I've got yeah. someone else that does that stuff. <laughs> I don't even know what CSS is. So it, for me to go and create the you know the iOS 10 course is not a good idea. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But you know, bring up. If I can just jump in here, Soren yeah. brings up a great point, and that is that we have areas of Udemy that are very fast moving. The iOS 9 thing is, is an example of that apps programming, a new program comes out and you reminded me of a guy who loved to play Madden football. And what would happen is as soon as Madden football would launched, he and four of his actually employees would get on the game and they would figure the whole thing out and then they would write a book in about eight hours about all the cheats and hacks and everything and then they would put it out as an ebook and they had thousands and thousands and thousands of sales so this is 10 years ago that he was doing it uh, but it was just like yeah like we know that there is this large group of people that are hungry for this information and nobody knows it right it's brand new Apple just released it or Madden just released the new version of their game or something like that so there's a great opportunity if you're in an area that is high moving where all of a sudden all of those iOS 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 courses are irrelevant and obsolete. Mm -hmm. And where are you? You're the guy with the most up-to-date, relevant course right now, and you did the work and you got it out. And I think that's a, you know, something to really keep in mind because there is a, there are cases where we don't know, so we're figuring it out. We're going to teach them as we figure it out because we have the background to be able to do it. If it was another topic, you know. Um, I can't think like yoga, for example. It's you know it's two thousand or five thousand years old or whatever. It's like didn't change much in the last year. So you can't use that same sort of strategy. No. Yeah, it depends. It depends on the niche. Yes. Well, yes, it does. Yeah. One does. one point that I'd make though that does tie into that and that does move us into the the right way to do this. So to, back to this no experience required. If, with me as a certified teacher, I look at that and say, well. I, it's not that you may, like Scott was saying, whether you know video production courses or not, or they have any teaching experience, folks, it's not easy to teach somebody something. And to know the way to structure a curriculum and to deliver that curriculum is a skill that you have to develop. And so if you are going to be venturing into an area where you're going to try to do the learn as you earn, as you, earn you better have solid grips on how to teach. <laughs> and how to deliver the material. Because if you haven't gotten your skill set put together with actually putting the course together and delivering material, so you don't have any clue how to teach, you don't have any clue on what the topic that you're doing, and yet you're going to try to put a course together, you're just like, that's the perfect storm. So, so that is something that you can leverage to help you take this approach, uh, is that if you do know how to teach and you know how people learn, that is something that you're bringing to the table, even if you don't necessarily know that topic. And one other point that I'll add to that, because coming from... Um, you know, the Drupal world, we in the Drupal community highly encourage people who are new to the project 
to jump in to and start doing some things because there is actually tremendous benefit that you have when you're totally new at something is that you don't know anything about it and you will fall into all of the traps. Whereas once you've been doing it for a while, you forget about all the stuff that you didn't know before. And now when you try to teach it to somebody, you're forgetting to tell them all the stuff that's so important for new people to learn. So there is actually quite a bit of value that a person can bring when they don't know something, as long as they've got some way that they, they know how to teach, they have some type of familiarity with some related course so that they can bring enough value there but then at the same time, they've got that extra value of like, hey, I am totally new at this, and I'm going to make all the newbie mistakes too, and, not, and I'm going to be able to talk to you at a level that you're able to understand instead of talking to you at the level that when I'm already an expert at this, and now I, I've forgotten what I didn't know when I started. In Actually, fact, Mark, just, just on that point, sorry, Frank, I'll just make this point. On that point, I recently did some advanced business uh, process management courses with a co-instructor who's one of the leading experts in the UK. So, and what he did, he did all the theoretical stuff. But what I had to, what I did on the second half of the course was I showed someone how to actually go through that process. But because I was completely new to the, completely new to the subject, I went through it the way a complete beginner would. And even, you know, when um, the co-instructor saw that, he was like, that was really good, actually, because you went through it and you looked at it in a lot simpler way. You know, that was the point he made. So it really enforces that. And there was another point I wanted to just come back to and understand, like, Photoshop. The people that have been making Photoshop courses, they've been doing this model is an old model. Every year, a new Photoshop, new Lightroom comes out, and the people that are on it fastest are often the people that do really well. So, Frauk, you wanted to add to that? Um, yes, um, also um, following on, and it's, it's a question for you, um, because what I've been thinking about is um, I would like to do some courses on topics that are related to topics where I'm an expert, um, which is uh, programming, for instance, and but as, as we said, uh, it moves, it's a very fast moving world. So um, I do have some expertise. I want to pick up new expertise and I would like to put that new expertise into a Udemy course. Um, but what I was thinking about it was to, because it, it is very important to have those newbie mistakes and to hang on to that knowledge. So my plan was possibly to first create a series of blog posts where I'm saying, you know, just up front, I'm new to this particular topic. Here are my experiences. So basically have a learning journal, not on Udemy, but on my blog, which I can then later on when I've got proper expertise and I can create a Udemy course on that. Um, I then go into the blog, do all this step by step, and you basically at the end of that blog series, I can say, um, you know, and by the way, I've got this course on Udemy. So basically, use my learning curve as a way to drive traffic to the course proper. And uh, Mark, you're the expert on on marketing. I was just wondering what yeah, you thought about that's, that kind that's of a idea. really, really that's a really good way to approach it, actually, because what you're doing is you're going through the learning journey yourself and mapping that out, and then people can follow that. And that's a really, really powerful thing. And I want to come to uh, researching your niche and deepening your knowledge and going through that learning experience. Because remember, what, what we're saying is learn and earn. 
And that's the point that Mark was just putting up. It's about learning. You know, there's a, there's a big bit at the beginning where you have to learn and you have to learn, you know, some technical skills. You have to learn how to teach. You you know, you have to, and remember, Udemy is going to take you through a lot of the structure of a curriculum, but there's things about how to engage with people. There's, there's a lot of learning. But when we come to a course like this, there's some things we can do to actually research our niche and deepen our knowledge. And I want to come to that. But before we do, guys, because I'm just conscious of time, I want to talk about being a berry gatherer. So, you know, berries and you go and you find berries. One of the things I found really successful for me was I've got one course that um, is doing well. It's a good course. And what I found was that particular subject I was familiar with the concepts. I wasn't necessarily familiar with the platform itself, and I had to learn the platform. But I was familiar with the concepts. But one of the things I did was there's a lot of stuff on the Internet that is really sort of spread everywhere. And so if you want to learn something, you have to go you to YouTube. Bring it together. Yeah, and you have to and, and bring it all together. So be a berry gatherer. So one of the things when you learn and earn is to go out there and learn from everywhere you can and research that need to deepen that knowledge. And uh, Patrick, did you want to make a point? Yeah, and just filling your sentence there, but exactly, you learn something. I've, I'm creating a course right now, very simple, to do some very basic programming, and I'm using iOS uh, Swift for that. But um, I'm not very, I'm not an expert on Swift programming, but I know how to program. But uh, like setting up classes and uh, using functions, classes, and object-oriented programming, it's a concept that some people don't grasp, grasp very quickly because. It's a way of thinking, and um, I a few weeks ago I suddenly popped a light bulb in my head, thinking, "Wow, this is a really easy way to teach this to somebody, and maybe it will help somebody." And then I'm creating a course on it. Am I an expert in programming? No, but I think I can help people uh, understand it easily, more easily. And uh, like what you're saying, you're collecting. I'm collecting information from all people on the internet. I read a lot about. Uh, in the beginning, I had a lot of struggling about how to uh, how object-oriented object programming really works with classes, when do you use it, when do you not use it, and stuff like that. And now uh, I read a lot about it and bring that together and try to teach that people. And I save them time and money in the long run because they don't have to look all over the internet because I've done it for them and I give them something extra with it. Yeah, and one of the things I do as well is whenever I do a new course, sorry, I'll just bring that in in a second, Soren. But one of the things I do when I do a course, even when I know the subject, even when I know it, and I'm really confident that I know it, I spend time and I go and I search the internet and I make sure that I'm picking everything up because there's things people share and that can deepen your course and value. So, you know, even just a normal course, you should be, I personally believe you should be out there looking and learning. And I know Scott recently did this and ended up creating a co-creator course because someone else had some knowledge on something that he didn't. He thought that'd be a great course and he co-created that. And I think that's part of it. So what I want to ask us guys, I'm just going to, um, come back to you in a second siren but what i want to ask us is so practically now practically now if we was going to start learning and earning how would you how would you sort of approach that and if we just have you know a few like couple one sentence ideas or two sentence ideas where would you start what would you sort of do but hold that question because siren wanted to make a point and then we're going to go back to that question I think that you, that you have read my mind, Mark, because 
actually the this is related to what you have said if i would uh, if i would be to have like a conclusion or one thing with uh, which i would start and uh, mark actually pointed this out in the beginning in order for this experience of learning and earning to be uh, much much easier you need that skill set uh, of teaching, you know, of being able to to teach very, very well. And Mark pointed that out very, uh, very, very well. Because I've met a lot of people that are experts in their field, but they don't manage to explain to other people exactly to teach them, okay, to do the things that they can do. And on the other on the other hand, I've met a lot of people that are very good teachers in a way that maybe they aren't expert in a, in a specific subject. But if you give them an information, they learn them, they can deliver they can deliver it very, very quickly in such a way that other people can learn from them. So if you have that skill set, I think it's much, much easier to start this journey. Mm, mm, mm. So yeah. let's 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 go with some practical tips, guys. Let's just try and make it a little bit practical. Where would you start, Scott? Well, the first thing I want to say is this, is there's a huge difference, and Mark touched on this, and I just wanted to reinforce that there's a huge difference between giving people information and teaching and having it so that it's a teaching and learning experience. And that is, I think, one of the things that that's certainly a skill that I'm going to be working on improving. And I think we need to constantly improve in a lot of areas. And that's definitely one. And I just read an article about it and they were just talking about information is cheap. You can find it everywhere on the internet. Teaching somebody how to do something, you can't find that everywhere on the internet. It's like because, and I've had that experience where I've read articles and the person said how to make a blog, super super easy, and the next 400 words I didn't understand what they were saying. So obviously that was information dump and not teaching me. And so I just wanted to you know shout out to Mark and what he said. So yeah, so there's an opportunity there then, isn't there, guys? Because you know. It might be that there is someone, you know, and I call it speaking Chinese. Most people don't realize whenever they have expertise in an area, they've actually learned a language. Yes. Mm -hmm. Any area mm -hmm. of expertise has its own language. So you programmers talk about classes and all the rest of it. And, you know, I've touched a little bit. So I've got a vague idea what you're talking about. And I never really quite understood classes and all the rest of it. I gave up and let some other people deal with that. Um, but, you know, that's a language. And a lot of the time, teaching is about translating the language. And I teach this, and this is one of the core things I teach in my Udemy course creation, because you've got to take your course from somewhere that sometimes could be very cerebral, and you've got to teach that to the layman. You've got to teach that to someone who doesn't speak Chinese, you know? And, and that's, the, that's the approach. So, so the other side to your question, yeah. Mark, is, is this, is... Like, why are you looking for other topics to learn? Unless it's, you know, it's I'm interested in archery or something like that. But I, you know, how does that fit into your Udemy strategy? Okay, so I have a five, seven hour power podcasting course on Udemy. And now I have a video podcasting course. I'm working on a mobile podcasting course. I'm working on a voice coaching course. I'm working on... Uh, how you syndicate your podcast course. They're all, so my goal is to dominate the category of podcasting. I'm not going to try to dominate Facebook or Google Plus or SEO or any of these things. I found an area where there's not a lot of competition. I think it's a, it's a good area. I'm very capable in that area. So I'm, I'm learning 
some of these skills. And as you said, I've got co-instructors coming in where I don't necessarily, you know, have the expertise on like video composition. I found a documentary filmmaker. He's going to help me with that. So, um, you know, a part of this whole thing is like, how does it fit in with your strategy? And to me, the basic strategy everyone should have in Udemy is a, a, a core course and then satellite courses that are related because then you create a community of my, in my case, podcasters. In somebody else's case, it could be Photoshop users or it could be Madden football player, you know, game players or whatever. But you want to look at creating a community because when you have a course that's on yoga and you have a course that's on Photoshop and you put the new yoga course out and you tell all your Photoshop people, there's a really good chance they don't care about yoga. So you need to have, you, to me, you need to be able to upsell. And when you have a new course come out, isn't it nice if you've got 3,000 people you can email through Udemy and they go and they buy your new course because they love you because they've taken your first course. So when you talk about these things, I think that's an important, you know, how does it fit into your overall Udemy strategy? And I think that's the perfect place to start with this, Scott. And I'm really pleased you, you brought that up. And um, do you want to say a shout out to Paula Guilfoy in the panel, side panel? Thanks for letting me know my volume was a little bit low. So I've turned that up now. Um, so, and I've got a few questions in the side, but I'm going to come back to you guys. On, I've, I am sort of there but what I want to do is I want to wrap that up at the end when we've got through some of these main points but I think what Scott was really saying that it's really important for us to understand when we learn and earn it's almost like you know you've learned to ride a push bike so the next thing you learn to ride is not a space shuttle does that make sense you know so if you've learned uh, to ride a push bike maybe a motorbike is next because it's it's you know or a moped because it's a motorized bicycle then maybe a car then maybe a lorry and then maybe a small airplane and i think that's the thing it's, it's looking it's jumping the tracks a little bit guys i think that's that's a really good tip that uh, scott brought out there and i really want us to concentrate that so when we're looking at learning and earning Develop those niche clusters. Get those clusters and think, where is something in here? And I, I just think of um, uh, Jeremy Dehan, who does the Canva courses. You know, he's got the Canva course. So that's great. You've got the Canva course. And now you can look at other things just they're not that far away so there's other software out there that people use and i'd be looking at learning those with my core base knowledge intact so any more tips well we've got probably got time for about two more tips um and then we can sort of head into the q and a side does anybody want to make some recommendations or give some practical tips what you what you how you would probably approach this if you was going to learn a new subject what what would be your mechanism yeah well what I'm going to do, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Patrick. You can go first. Okay. I'll do very quickly. What I do in my courses is um, to, I'm maybe not a great teacher. I don't know. Let's ask my students. But when I create a course from, uh, let's say, about creating, I have a WordPress stream creating an uh, online theme. You have to customize by yourself to make your shop look great. And what I did was I didn't prepare it. Yes, I prepared it. I want to, this is my end result. And this is my curriculum, and this is how I want to get there. But what I, what I didn't do is rehearsal, rehearse the creation of the web page. So I put on the screen recorder, and I started designing the page. And I went into an error. I just paused the video, or I explained what just went wrong. So I used the I'm experienced at it. I've built many, many websites in WordPress. But still, every time you do, you, you forgot something. You forget the closure tag, or you've got something very silly. And I just create a course by doing it the first time myself. I have the experience, 
but still then touching all the stuff you might have missed if you're prepared at all uh, ahead of time. So I've seen a lot of instructors out there, also the big iOS course you were mentioning, Soren. Um, it's all so, so, so very smoothly. Everything goes well. He programs everything correctly the first time. That is not how it works in real life. And when you go to the uh, Unity course about from Ben, um, they make a lot of mistakes in the course. You see them doing something, and then, hmm, it doesn't work. Why doesn't it work? Ah, yes, I forgot a dot there. And then they move on again. I think that's way more realistic, and that's the way I like to create my courses as well. Yeah, and I think that comes back to what Frauk was talking about earlier, and I think it's a good time to bring that point back in, Frauk, is that, you know, when you take someone through that step-by-step -step experience of creating um, a specific new project, sometimes they don't even want the concept. They don't even, they just want you to show them step-by-step -step how to get from here to here and how to deal with common problems. I, and, I, and I think when you go through a learning journey, and I really love what Prax said earlier about, you know, the idea of having a learning journal for a subject, you know, mapping what you learn, how you go through what you learn, what you struggle with, because that's what people need. Because people, you know, I, when, when, when you're learning something that's completely new, maybe like programming, it's not, it's not following the stuff that's easy to do that gets you stuck. It's when something goes wrong and you've just followed everything and you just, well, I've just done everything I've said and it doesn't work. And that's why I can't do programming because I'm sitting there going, you know, I did that and it's not working. And then later on I realized there was a dot somewhere that shouldn't have been somewhere or something or there's something going wrong or, you know. So, you know, but that, that real structure uh, I think Frank was talking about earlier, I think is really important. Now, Mark, you wanted to make a point. Yeah, so as far as a strategy for if you want to get started with the learn and earn, because I, I do have some plans to do some courses where I'm going to do learn and earn. There's some other technologies I'm interested in, and, and I think they'd be technologies that would do well on Udemy. So full disclosure, I mean, I'm, I have plans to do this very type of thing myself. And the way that um, I will approach it is to start out by in thinking about what do I want to learn by doing this? You know, it just it, that'll get some points that'll help structure the course there and, uh, and help ensure that there's some value to the course. That Like I'm thinking for myself, like what do I want to get out of this? I, I, and like we, it just goes back to as well that there's a sincere interest in it. You're not just picking a topic that you're totally unfamiliar with because it's, it's a popular topic and you just want to make some money off it. There's a sincere desire to learn something about it and so to just take that time to think about well, what do I want to learn? What problem would I try to solve with this? And then that can give you a way that you can structure a course really nicely so that people who are taking your journey with you will also get something out of it as well. Mm -hmm. I think that's a, that's a very good tip as well. Soren, did you want to make a point? Yes, I was thinking uh, in the last couple of minutes, you know, uh, that a very important step in this process of learning and earning that I think a lot of people are maybe are skipping it and I don't know, maybe I am skipping it sometimes or I don't know. Every time we learn a, a new thing uh, and with the whole information that we, ha we have at our disposal nowadays, we tend not to apply that thing. You know, we move very fast forward and a lot of people are not applying what they are learning. And I think a very important process in this would be not just to learn, you know, theoretically, but applying. Because I think in the position of being a teacher, 
you are like a leader, you know, you are like an authority, like a leader. And people actually, people don't listen to what you say. People actually follow what you do. They are looking at what you do and they will do, and they will do the same things. So probably if you would practice and apply what, what you are learning and show that examples, I think that would be a very good, um, a very good experience for students, you know, because they would see it applied. That, that's what they want to learn, you know, how to apply uh, a certain information, not just the theoretical basis, you know, because a lot of people are teaching only theoretical, uh, theoretical stuff and people want to see actually results, want to see action, want to see how it's actually applied. And uh, uh, related to what Patrick said, I think, yeah, I think if somebody would see probably someone programming, you know, a screen with somebody programming and would see an, an error on the screen and after that they solve that problem, I think they, they wouldn't mind that, you know, because they actually see how they can overcome a problem. So I think that would be a very important step, you know, to practice yeah, and apply. Yeah. You know, Sorry, yes, the, yes, the funny thing is, though, that the most popular courses out there, like, I don't want to mention names, but I watched a lot of courses on Udemy about the very, very popular instructors, and they, do, they don't do that at all. They are very smooth courses in which you, uh, they bring some information to you, and they don't really show you how to do it yourself. They just reflect on yourself. This is how I did it. Here you go. And they are very, very popular. They get a lot of good reviews and they have a lot of students. And when you go into discussion forums, uh, there are a lot of questions and there's a lot of interaction there. But those courses are not courses that I want to create because when I'm learning in five minutes, I'm done with those people in 10 minutes because I think you're not teaching me anything. You're just showing the world how great you are and how much you know, but you're not teaching me how to make that step you have taken in the past. So nice. I don't think... In success terms, it's not a guaranteed in success to do it like this. They're a lot of yeah. successful with selling an yeah. idea. Yes, yeah, so I think what you're saying, Patrick, has got to be an element of problem solving taught in the course. And when there's no problem solving, you're just showing someone the perfect way to do something. It's not necessarily best. But I really liked what Sorin said earlier because it reminded me of something that I did with one of my courses. I actually built a project first. Uh, I won't share. Um, I'm just gonna, sorry, sorry, I'm just going to have to mute you because there's a lot yeah. of background noise. Um, I, I actually built the project completely step by step, and then I went back and redid the project. So I then taught the project, but I went through that. Just unmute yourself, sorry, and I had to unmute you there. Um, but I went back and. You know, I had to go through the process once, build it, do the thing, and then go and teach it again. And I think that's really, really important point that's, that we've brought up there is that it's no good just doing the theory. You've got to, you've got to have some practical experience in that. You've got to uh, Amazon FBA. We talked about it earlier. You have to set up an Amazon FBA account. You have to, you know, drop ship, ship some products. You have to learn the actual trade itself. You know, not just copy and earn. It's learn and earn. So. Uh, before One I go to the questions on the side, I'm just going to ask Frau okay. um, yes, if she has any points because she's been very patient with us men yeah. while we've been wabbling on. It's, it's easy. It's, you're all, all very interesting. Um, but one of the points that um, I would say, well, one of the um, advice I'd, I'd give is go to the forums. Go to the Q&A places. In, in my instance, for instance, uh, for programming, I go to Stack Overflow. Um, 
which is part of Stack Exchange, which is a huge Q&A site, and search for the points that you will cover in your course so that you know what are the questions that people are asking, where do they have the problems? Because that way you've got, first of all, um, you get some good ideas of what you want to incorporate in your course. And secondly, Udemy being a platform where students can actually ask questions, if you get a question, you're hopefully prepared for it. So you don't get a question, then you don't have a panic because you've never come across this before and you try it on your on your setup and it doesn't work for you either and then it's ah you know what do I tell the student because if you can't answer it you know obviously they're going to be dissatisfied you'll get bad reviews and so on and so forth so um, yeah my, my piece of advice would would be before you create the course find out what the big problems are what are the questions that are getting asked again and again on the particular topic that you want to teach. Uh, excellent point, because what I, I teach something very similar, and what I say is look for the stupid questions. Really important to look for the stupid questions, because there's questions that people ask again and again and again. And after what you're like, really? You're going to ask this question again? But that's actually telling you something. That's actually telling you there's, there's a question. There's a common point that people struggle on. You want that in your course? And you want to SEO for that question as well. So, you know, what you can do at the bottom is a little tip for you. If you put at the bottom of your, your Udemy course, you find common questions in your description, write those questions in the last line. This course answers some of these questions. Bum, 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 bum. And that way, when someone's searching, bum, 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 your course is going to come up and you're actually teaching the solutions. So there's a tip there that I've used in some of mine. My that's courses. brilliant. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, that's a very good tip. Thank you, Mark. So, um, Mark, last point, and we're going to go into the questions. I know you wanted to make a point. Actually, yeah, I was going to go into the questions. So we'll go into questions right now because Robin Slee will participate in these hangouts a lot of times. Robin's put a couple of interesting things in the questions here. Yeah. One that he had put out was like, it sounds like this is an opportunity for, for a course on how to learn a skill. And then he made another related point here about that going to universities about learning how to learn. And that's one of the things that when I was a high school math teacher that I really, that's what I was trying to help my students to understand it's not really whether you're going to solve a quadratic equation again once you get out of school it's the the problem solving that you're learning by doing these types of things and so that's a very useful thing yeah. to keep in mind when you want to do the learn and earn type of thing is that one of the things that you're going to be teaching your students is how to learn a skill and how to learn about learning and so that's some value that you can bring to that and I just wanted to give a shout out to Robin for having brought up those uh, points in the question here because yeah. they, they're very good points they were very good points. I just want to bring up Sheila's point. She said, when I want to explain something in a video, I try to explain it to my neighbor and watch the expression. And that's a really good tip there because, you know, have you ever have you ever just started talking to somebody and you can see them glazing over? I know that, you know, I always know when I'm glazing over, when someone's just like, I'm like, can I have the short version? Seriously? <laughs> just give me, give, me the, give me the cliff notes. Give me the points. I don't need the whole thing, you know, and you glaze. But we do that. People will sit there and think. So it's really interesting what Sheila said there when you're actually thinking about it is find some poor victim, sit them down in a chair, and, and see if they reduce to tears in a few minutes. <laughs> because that's telling you that you're missing the point, possibly. Um, 
Yeah, Teresa Trim says this is the basic method she uses when she the berry gathering when she's writing um, articles for WikiHow. She does a lot of article writing for WikiHow. She uses the same technique. She'll go out. She'll really research. I think, and I think that comes back to what Mark was just saying there. Um, you know, it's about it's about you know going out researching. It's learning. It's and I think the problem we've got is the modern education system. I have a tiny run here. The modern education system teaches children what to think, not how to think. And I think that's a big problem when we come to creating courses because part of what we're doing should always be how to think about this. You know, what's the philosophy? What's the psychology where, what we're trying to behind what we're trying to do? You know, not just what to think. Sometimes, yeah, people just want, show me what to do. But sometimes we need to explain to people just how to has to think. So I think, let me just check, uh, how, question, how do you put a value to a course when you don't have a recognized qualification? It's Robin, if it takes the same amount of production time and offers a lot of good value, is it worth the same? I don't think um, a qualification necessarily adds value. I think the actual, the, the quality of the education is what adds value. I think, you know, you can get a lot more money if you can do, you know, um, some type of course where you've got accreditation, but you're not going to do that on Udemy anyway because we don't have that system. Can um, I make a, a, a point here? Yes, Mark, I'm sorry. Just for a sec. I think if you will bring value to a course and uh, your students really learn something from your course, uh, it will all it uh, it will practically recommend itself. Okay, your students will recommend your course to other students, and that's how you will end up really making a profit from that course. Okay, you don't actually need the expertise because because you will build it in time through your students. Okay, because if you get a couple of students on your course, they will be satisfied. They will really learn something, and after that, they will recommend your course. So I think the power of recommendation here it's uh, it's critical. You know, if you do not have like already an ex uh, a certification or something like that. Absolutely, social proof online is is the biggest thing, and that's that's the hardest thing to earn on Udemy is good social proof, good reviews, legitimate social proof, but in the uh, in the way that it's applicable, not just people that enter on your course, you know, and see your reviews and stuff like that. People act people who are actually taking the course and. They are telling to a friend, you know, okay, yeah. look, I, I had that course on Udemy, it was very good, you can have it too, you learn a lot of stuff there, you'll like absolutely. it. Absolutely. I, have also, I also have a small tip for that. I use Fiverr um, to learn a lot about, uh, I work on Fiverr, I do $5 gigs on fixing an issue in WordPress, I've been there for several months now, and I've learned a lot about possible issues in WordPress there, also making it very little money because it's way too less, $5 sometimes for a two-hour problem, but never mind that. But you just get a lot of people coming to you with a different set of problems. You make a little money and you can use it in your course. So if you are doing Photoshop, tell somebody, I will fix your Photoshop file, any problem you have. And then they pay you and then you figure it out and you take that information with you in a course and then makes you a little bit more of an expert. Love that. I've learned a really, lot on Fiverr. Yeah, and I, love, a money. I love that. I love that, uh, Patrick. That's a really top idea. There. I really like that idea. I'm going to store that one in the back of my brain. Um, if we were on Blab, I'd be pushing the uh, pat the back uh, button right now. For you. <laughs> <laughs> so what I want to yeah. do, guys, is 
we've got a few minutes left. So recording ideas. I just want to, you know, so what mechanisms do you guys have for, you know, recording your ideas? Because, you know, you go through the day and you're like, oh, that's a course, and oh, there's a course there, and oh, that's a course. So just what different techniques do we sort of have? Um, Scott? I like Zite. I have an iPad. I don't have it with me. And I have Zite, and I'm able to create different magazines within Zite. And it basically goes out and it finds articles based on, like, podcasting, for example. And then what you can do in Zite is you can share it. So you can share it on Facebook or Google+, or wherever you want. But what I love is I can share it to Evernote. So in Evernote, I have a book, a notebook, that is podcasting. So as I'm going through Zite and I'm looking at different articles on different topics that I'm interested in, and I see one that's on podcasting, and I think, oh, that's really good, great information that I want to maybe add to a, a bonus lecture or talk a little bit more about or do a blab on or hang out on or something like that, then I just save it to, uh, to Evernote. So now I've got this notebook in Evernote that's got a whole list of articles on topics that I think, or information, it could be an infographic or it could be uh, you know, a survey that was done that showed X number of people listened to podcasts or something along those lines, but it's all great information. So it becomes in one place because I don't know about you, but I put something on my hard drive and then I spend three days looking for it. So that just doesn't work for me anymore. Yeah, I'm not scared. Anyone else got some tips on that, how they restore course ideas or how they... Um... I actually write them on handbook. You know, I, I don't use my computer for that because... Exactly as Scott said, if I if I will do an, an Excel or something like that, I will absolutely forget about it. And for me, it's more efficient if I write it down and take a look every single day in my agenda and see exactly the ideas and write them down in a, in a handwritten agenda. It works much better for I me. It's more efficient. Curriculum. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I add some to my curriculum. If I have an idea for a course, I go to my Udemy page, create a new course, create a quick curriculum, quick outline and then save it, and every time I log in, I see that curriculum and think, oh yeah, I was working on that course, I have to shoot, continue that. Yeah, yeah, like I know Philomena, she uses, um, what's that, is it Evernote? She uses that, she loves Evernote. What I do is really simple, I've got a Google Doc that I put ideas on, but it's actually saved in my bookmarks bar. So it's actually a link there. So I just create the doc and then drag it onto my bookmarks bar, and then when I'm anywhere, I can just literally open that and boom, I'm done. So that's that's how I do it. Now, guys, we're going to have to wrap up because we've got a blab to go to. I just want to thank everyone on the uh, the panel. Uh, it's been a great discussion tonight. It's been some top tips in there, and I'm hoping people can come out of this and realizing that you know copy and earn is not the way to go. That learn and earn is. Um, and uh, if you've got any uh, resources you'd like to share as a panel, send them to me and we will um, put them in the YouTube video description. Remember, guys, if you listen on the podcast, come and find us on YouTube. Sign up for our Udemy Tips newsletter on SME Heroes. I'll put the link in the video. And uh, also, there's a free Udemy training course on the resource page, which I'll put a link in this video for as well. I just wanted to... Um, point out that if you want to know where we're going next we're popping over to a blab so we can have an open chat where we just talk about anything new to me and i've put the link in the q a i've also put it in the event stream so if you can't find it there click on it there you'll need a twitter account to sign in and we're going to have a hot seat so we're going to hold one seat open for people to jump in and have questions and then if the panel want to stay they can jump in and out 
and uh, and uh, join in the discussion as well. So I want to thank everybody for watching. Uh, we'll catch up with you next time. Check the YouTube description. There will be offers from the panelists in there, and I really want to thank the panel. It's been really good, especially to have some newbies on here that have now, you know, they've 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 cracked that duck. They've done their first hangout, and I think that's Frauk, uh, Patrick, and Sorin. So well thank done, you. guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you too. Bye, bye, guys. Bye. Bye.